going on everybody this is uh the boys boys Foot podcast coming to you live june is it uh 16th boys 16th? as i as i say this is the 16th i realize we have a little show agenda and we haven't changed the date since the second episode i think that's kind of funny We've got a packed episode for everybody uh we run through our sports headlines of the week uh, we go into a discussion about the most hated athletes, uh, in our opinion, of all time, as well as the most lovable slash likable. Uh, we talk a little Zags basketball, who we think is going to get drafted in the 2021 draft. And then we have a fantastic interview with one Corey Cravallo, Cravallo C2 Oreo, C2 Oh My God. Um, and then some fantastic closing announcements. Boys, how are we feeling? Um, a little dejected. I've, um, I've been, um, blonde for, I think, three days now. And, um, every time I look in the mirror, I, it's just, uh, a little, little sadder each time. Yes. Hello. This is special guest Zane. I am feeling, uh, not dejected. I'm feeling great today. I'm Burnett per usual. I just went to Paseos for the first time, which is a Seattle staple, absolutely delicious. I'm feeling great today. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, I'm feeling pretty solid as well. Uh, nothing too crazy. Feeling like a, a regular person for the first time in a couple of days. Um, but I guess we can move on. Jake, what 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 do you got for me for the sports headline of the week? Well, probably what uh, the you know most sports media is talking about. Uh, the biggest news is the boy Toyna 500 was officially canceled on, was it last Wednesday or was it Thursday? It was last Wednesday. Last it was Wednesday. last Wednesday, um, you know, and they're, the, the public might be, you know, confused. They've been falling it very avidly. And, uh, you know, here's what happened. So after this uh, 10 days of this grueling biking, this, you know, these competitors putting their bodies on the line, just heart and soul, uh, the, the top bikers, actually everyone besides – Jake and or myself and and Chris Zamblin uh, approached me and uh, just asked me to throw in the towel. So um, some deals were made, <laughs> and you know to save their legs. And because I was battling through an injury, uh, I conceded. So that's that's why I have the blonde hair. Yeah, it, it j- just to provide a little more background from the uh, from the people who offered Jake the uh, what we're calling the buyout here. Uh, what what had happened is uh, Paige and I clearly had broken away from the pack. It became quite evident to me that I was not going to pass Paige ever. Every time I got a PR, he would beat me by a mile and a half or so. Uh, and then Jake actually started to make up a little ground on Mayberg. And then Mayberg got himself some biker shoes and put up the fastest 30-minute time that we've seen throughout the entire Boytona. Actually hurt himself on that on that PR. I do want to point out that, that they, <laughs> there was collusion before they told neighbor to spread 30 minutes just to, to, so they had better leverage at the negotiating table. Told me after the agreement was made, that's some MLB commissioner bullshit right there. That's all I want to say. That is the art of negotiation. Right that there. is, that is, you know, you know, it is what it is, but I'm just saying it didn't sit well with me. Yeah, I, I wasn't a part of the – I didn't know about the Mayberg sprint to distance himself from Gilman. 
But uh, as soon as I heard even just a little bit of rumblings of a buyout, I was like, all right, how can I make this? How can I make this happen? <laughs> um, I'll call it, I'll just say my butt was not feeling great. Um, it was, it was definitely tough uh, on that region of the body. And um, you know, I, I was glad it was, it was a lot of manning up. It was a lot of, you know, looking each other in the mirror or looking ourselves in the mirror and just saying, you know what, this can be no more. So yeah, I, I think my favorite part was, um, like right when we were kind of on the verge of the deal being proposed, like I had posted like a 30 minute ride and like, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible. It was like 11 and a half miles in 30 minutes. Just all you guys. Oh, Jake. Oh, that's, that's, that's not going to do it. Bad. It's like back to back to back in the group text. I'm like, Oh, oh. yeah. We are going for the emotions. We, we clearly all went out way too hard. Uh, Jake was probably the only one who could sustain what he had been doing. Um, I think That's I could have. Nice way of saying I'm slower, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I undoubtedly would have gotten injured if I proceeded to go nine more days doing what I was doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what would have happened because for me it wasn't, it wasn't the muscles really. There was fatigue. Don't get me wrong, but it was like I felt like the the region down there was getting inflamed. I don't want to go too in depth. It was it was painful. <laughs> in in depth. In oh, depth. Yeah, but uh, at the end stuff. of the day, I had to pay the piper, and um, you know, some great great TikTok content was made by by Izzy. So love it, love it. Well, uh, Zane, what do you have for me this week for the uh, sports headlines of the week? Well. There's the obvious news in baseball right now that we uh, likely, well, it's seeming likely now that we won't be having a season. Um, but something else just to ruffle your feathers, in case you forgot, the Houston Astros players are just a bunch of pansy assholes, okay? Earlier this weekend, it came out that a U.S. district judge granted a request from a group of DraftKings daily fantasy players to unseal a letter written from Rob Manfred, the world's greatest commissioner, to the New York Yankees regarding their sign stealing from 2017. A bunch of Houston Astros players decided to jump on this, resurface from the depths of hell where they belong, and mock the Yankees, saying, oh, we're not the only ones who cheated. Oh, we're the good guys now. Fuck the Astros. Right? Yankees haven't won this decade. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Ooh, yeah. good. But thank you, Zane, for making it public that the, the uh, Astros are still assholes. Don't let them forget. Yeah, it, and the other thing is it, it would have been so easy for the Astros to just write out all this other news going on in the world, write out the news that Manfred's the, the jerk in the MLB, even let the Yankees take on this, little, this new news. But instead they just had to resurface and just, again, proving they have the worst PR team in all of sports. That's Gotta true, love but it. it's hard to polish shit. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that needs to be known. I think we need to find some more support out there in the, the Twitterverse. The Astros are just getting off way too easy, especially with no baseball being played. And who knows if there's going to be a season. But anywho, um, thanks for that, Zane. Um, and I guess I'll just I'll finish off. Um, as everyone knows, I've been keeping up on this Andrew Nemhard 
news because Gonzaga has a good shot to land the transfer. Um, and he officially made his date for next Monday. Um, I don't know the exact date, but in six days, I suppose. Um, it's big news for the Zags. I know they're probably one of the front runners, I would say. And, um, you know, he, he could be a Nigel Williams Goss esque transfer. Um, so it's big, you know, I hope we land him. Oh man, I'm right there with you. I'm looking at the, the list of six schools. He's narrowed it down. Why would he go to Stanford? Why is Stanford even on this list? Good looking, good looking degree, maybe post, post <laughs> basketball. Oh, that is true, yeah. I guess. I guess I'm <laughs> only thinking about basketball and not, like, the actual value of education. Yeah, I mean, I, Duke, USC, Stanford, Georgetown, I would say, like, those – Gonzaga and Memphis would definitely be on the, the bottom of the academic scale, I think, when you compare it to those ones. But is he a smart, is he a smart kid? Like, is he known for his academics at all? Well, I think Florida's a pretty good school. Yeah, I mean, Stanford uh, only recruits smart, smart athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it is It is interesting. I mean, I think, to me, the front runners right now have got to be Duke, Gonzaga, and Memphis. Memphis seems to be making a pretty late push, um, and USC is kind of in there. I don't know about Georgetown and Stanford, but uh, hopefully some good news for the Zags in about a week. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that that segment was brought oh, to you oh, by oh, one more, one oh. more, one more page. One more? I forgot. This is huge. This is huge. Ooh, a huge one. A huge one. As you may recall, a couple pods ago, we adopted ourselves a little premier footy ball team, the Ooh. Wolves, the Wandering Wolves Football Club. They will have their first fixture this Saturday at nine thirty Pacific Standard Time against West Ham. Now, boys, there are only a couple games left in in this league, and we're we're not quite there yet at the what is it the Champions League qualifier top four teams. We're six right now. We're only down a couple of points here. If we can steal one from from the West Hammies, oh boy, we're gonna be right in the mix towards the end. Oh yeah, baby, I'm all I'm all in on the Wolves. As you guys know, I've been uh, running a little FIFA franchise mode with them. Um, in that world, we are, are the number one team. I just thought I'd let you guys know, but uh, hopefully they can get there with uh, in real life. Yeah, I mean, the record against West Ham, uh, the last five games, or sorry, the last three games they've played, their goal differential is 6-0. to zero. This should be an easy win for the Wolves. The lads should get it, should get it done. Yeah, I think the Wolf Pack's going hunting this Saturday, and, uh, you know, I think you're right. I think we're going to get a win. <laughs> Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yes. Love 9.30, it. be there. 9.30. 9.30, baby. 9.30, baby. That segment was brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Moving on. All righty. Next segment. We're going to do a little I'm – I'm a pretty emotional fan, I would say. One minute, I'll go Irrational. From irrationally emotional. Uh, one moment, I'll go from loving a guy like Kispert to absolutely despising him, hating him, you could even say. Uh, and the same goes for just about any player on any team that I root for. So that being said, we're going to do a little love-hate. Who do you love that is a professional athlete? Who is the most hateable professional athlete? Jake, why don't you start us off? Uh, okay. Uh, do you want me to start with lovable or hateable? 
whichever one you feel like you're more passionate about. Oh, okay. Passion then I'm going to hateable and it's Aaron Rodgers himself. Like the, I mean, I'll fully admit he's an amazing quarterback. Doesn't throw interceptions has so many game winning drives, but in spite of the fact his family hates him because he won't talk to them. Like all the players he plays with have problems with him. And like you only, you would all, you would only say that about your star QB if you really disliked him. So Aaron Rodgers, a hundred percent. He can discount double check back to where he came from. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I could see how he would be a hateable person. He's got a punchable face, no punchable doubt. No face. doubt. He's broken my heart personally as a Bears fan, like <laughs> ten times in the past like four years. Like I know that math doesn't even work out, but it feels like it. And mm-hmm. I, I just I just hate him. It's just uh, and he, he he just doesn't seem like I don't know. I just I just hate him. Pure and simple. Pure hatred. Like, people would ask me, like, oh, what if, like, the Bears picked up Aaron Rodgers? Would you root for the, him then? I'd be like, no. I would root for our defense and then just want us to punt or run the ball four times in a row. Like, <laughs> fuck Aaron Rodgers. Fair enough. And who, do you, who would you say is hateable, Jake? Give us a hateable. Or, a, like, a lovable. Sorry, lovable. A lovable? Um, for me, for lovable, I think you got to go Vince Carter. Like, no one dislikes Vince Carter. Just all the dunks, like, from his young buck career, you know. He's been playing for, what, like, 20, 22 years, 23? Like, it's insane. And then he, like, switched over to, like, kind of doing threes and then mentoring the younger guys. Like, he's never had a scandal or anything. Like, I I feel like any time you watch a YouTube highlight reel, he's in it. I mean, you got to go – you got to go Vince. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Like, he's, he's the only one who I think everyone I, – I, I cannot think of somebody who hates Vince Carter or even dislikes Vince Carter. That's fair. That's fair. I, I guess I'll keep it rolling. Um, I guess we're going, we're going hateable first. And for me, like, when I think hateable, I feel like hateable can be pretty – I guess subjective. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like based on your own yeah. experiences. And uh, gosh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I think the the player I hated most growing up, and this one is is gonna be close to Zane's heart probably. Is uh, and I, dude, I would just despise when this guy came to close games in the bottom of the ninth for the Dodgers. Eric Gagne, I was just like, oh, fuck yes. this guy. This guy sucks. He's not even that good, but he was obviously his lights out. But I was just, oh man, when I when he would come out in the Peco and just one, two, three, sit us down, I was just like, just my eleven year old self was just livid. Hated <laughs> the guy. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, Eric Gagne, I think I I I'm pretty sure he still has a record for the most consecutive. Uh, saves at like 83 oh, and when when he would come in uh, at Dodger <laughs> Stadium for like I, I think it was throughout two seasons he did this uh, they would shut out all the lights and play welcome to the jungle and the place would just go mad it was so sick of course 
Later we find out the dude was using steroids, but who wasn't back who then? Who wasn't? It was the early 2000s. Yeah. The batters were using steroids. Yeah. I, I bring back this steroids. You're driving a Hummer up to the stadium. You're juiced out. You're feeling great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, I mean, that, was, that one was pretty personal. Um, but I'm going to go for my likable player, just a guy that I feel like even if you hate the team he's on, you can't hate him. Just a good dude. Uh, absolute gym rat. Um, this one, Corey's going to like a lot. This one, Stephen Curry, the guy just worked hard. We've uh, got an absolute wet ball. I mean, we all wish we had an absolute wet ball like that. And uh, he's just a likable guy. I mean, I, I hate the Warriors, or I've come to hate them. I used to like them. Then when they blew up, hated them. And then, but I always respected and liked Steph Curry. So I think he's he's got to be on the top of the charts. Couldn't couldn't disagree more. Uh don't I don't like Steph Curry one bit. I don't think he's likable at all. I think he was likable when he was the underdog. Uh, I think him being on like ESPN every single night for that like entire season in 2017 or was it maybe 16? The one where they had 73 wins. Yeah, I mean you get why. It's just you become less likable when you're just always freaking there. See, yeah. My only a problem. My only problem with your argument, Jay Page, is I like Clay Thompson better. Oh, I feel yes. like he's a much chiller guy, and it's like he's got the wazoo thing going for him, and like there's never any. I mean, I guess Steph doesn't really have drama either, but I just don't like the mouthpiece always hanging out of his mouth. I I don't know why. I think maybe part of my take got that that in my head, but God, I hate yeah. that mouthpiece. No, I mean he just for me like I don't I can't find anything like wrong with the guy, and I despise the Warriors. Remember he threw his mouthpiece. He threw his oh, mouthpiece yeah. at the fan. That's right. But he's he's dude. He's always injured him. <laughs> could you imagine been if they hit him in the eye? If they hit him in the eye, he could have been blinded for life. Spit, spit viruses. Yes, yes. He did. Steph start oh, the coronavirus back in 2017. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, perhaps. perhaps. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. I feel like we might be reaching a little bit here but uh i'll, yeah, I'll keep I, it going yeah you keep it going you go i'll, you keep, I'll it keep it going i'll 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 go hateable as well first and this one to me is just super super easy kevin durant in my head is just one of the most hateable athletes ever since he left okc to join the warriors that was an easy peasy pick right there um i don't i don't know like me his he's always whining about fans He's always tweeted. The burner account thing was a horrible PR look. I just feel like the guy's never happy. He was so lovable when he did the the whole mom, you're the real MVP thing. And then ever since that moment, I've just hated him. <laughs> that was a great moment. And then since then, it just sucked. Yeah, I mean, fair. I think that's fair. I mean, uh, the, the proof in the pudding is Canadian fans literally cheered when he got injured. No was- other... It takes a lot to get Canadians that riled up. That is true, but I don't know. That was that wasn't cool though. <laughs> no, not no. I'm not. I'm not condoning it. Zingy, I'm not it's promoting not it. Root for injuries, you did. I'm saying that is proof when Canadian fans will go on live TV and collectively cheer for a guy to have almost a season or a career-ending injury. He's got to be a hateable person or player, yeah. player not a person. Yeah, that player. is true. I think yeah, because. Yeah, because it's one thing going to, like, the best team, but then just being a diva is probably the biggest 
downside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and That's then right. so I, I'll go I'll go likable here, and I guess I'll kind of throw it back. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. So I think I'm going to go with the baseball player who I, in my time at least, was just the absolute guy. Um, maybe post his his career, he's become less likable. But when he was playing Derek Jeter, I don't know anyone who disliked Derek, Derek Jeter, even though he was on the best team. Yeah, tough, tough to beat that, beat the captain. Yeah. Um, he's just a good dude. It seemed like, I mean, as an owner, absolute asshole, but. Yeah, he's dismantled <laughs> the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. strictly as a Yankees shortstop. Okay, yeah. so he was still a player you liked him. Yes, yes, still a player. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I told I have nothing against Derek Jeter. I just anybody wearing a Yankees uniform. It's like anyone wearing like a Patriots uniform, an Alabama uniform. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, would it have been better to pick Mariano? Maybe he's more likable. That's fair. Maybe. That's yeah. Fair. Did you have did either of you have any honorable mentions, perhaps? Draymond uh, Green. Hateable. Hateable. Anyone Charles. on the Warriors not named Clay. Uh, Charles Tillman for the Bears. I think he won, like, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, like, five years in a row or something. Mm -hmm. And he yeah, was just, like, a lockdown – the, the peanut oh. punch. That oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he forced, like, eight fumbles a season. That was awesome. And he was just yeah. a great guy off the field, too. Yep, I like That's that. Fair. I think likable. I can't believe I didn't talk about this guy. He's a good honorable mention. Tony Gwynn. I don't know how you could hate Tony Gwynn. That's a good one. He didn't even, he didn't even have power. He just went for hits. Yeah. Get on base, baby. He's yeah. He, on base. He's a stat freak also. I'll, I'll go with one of my beloved players then, but Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's just because, like, the things he does with, like, kids and, like, the video game community, but that dude is just – everyone seems to like him. <clears throat> Plus, he knocked out uh, Vontez Perfect, which was just – Everyone loved that too. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, hate. I could throw a couple BYU players in there, but I feel like just I'll the school about them within the entire like school. Haas, both the Haas brothers. Both the Haas, oh definitely the younger Haas. Mika, Mika. I'd say more than the Haas. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the the ginger Haas was my least favorite player ever. The Oh, I didn't dude, mind Julie dirty too. too much. I thought he played a good game. Yeah, I like Julie. <laughs> oh, actually, that that three point guy with the mustache and like that weird mullet. Uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, just not. I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. Oh, most lovable. This is a little throwback. Stacy Davis, Pepperdine. Oh, Stacy. Who didn't love Stacy Davis from Pepperdine? <laughs> All right, back to the Ginger Hawes. People forget that guy was dirty as hell. Do you guys remember when he, like, elbowed Petrusov in the hip on a rebound? Oh, it was the like, double shove in the back, yeah. remember? Double, yeah, that's what it was, in the back, yeah. dude. It was and dirty. Then, uh, uh, shut the frick up. Oh, yeah, that was great. That cemented it. Like, Schmeagle, Gollum, ugh. And you got to be a nice guy if you look like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this, this will be a real quick one, real quick one. Most lovable zag, just right off the top of your head. Shut. Killing Tilly. That's Jeremy oh. Jones. I like that. Oh, 
one. That, that's a real good one, Jake. I'll go Kevin <laughs> Pangos. Yeah. Liked him so much, I named my dog after him. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, really all Zags. Uh, really? Oh. Ginger we had off the bench our freshman year. Remember him, Zane? Matt Lang? No, he's like that tall ginger. I think he got kicked off the team or something. Oh, I know who you're talking <laughs> you about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I can't remember. Everyone would just go nuts when we throw him in with like when we're up by like 25. Yeah, a lot of lovable <laughs> zags. That's a tough list to choose from. But I do believe that leads us perfectly into our next segment, Jake. Thank you, Zane. Thank you for that beautiful segue. So um, 2020 draft, we're, we're all assuming that all three of the zags are coming back for the championship run. So Patrusev, Kispert, Ayai, we don't believe are going to 2020. So our eye now shifts to the 2021 NBA draft. And Gonzaga will have its most loaded team in its history. It'll have six of its top ten recruits in program history on the same team, with four of those guys coming off the bench. So with all this talent, we wanted to debate who do we think from this 2020-2021 team will A, go to the draft, and B, what draft, what round will they be? And then for if you think they're first round, give us a range of where they'll fall of about five picks, we'll say. Oh, that's real specific. Uh, oh yeah, we're getting we we'll 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 write this down. This is being recorded and we'll we'll play it back 2021. Whoever gets it closest, that's I mean just a pat on the back, but that'll be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Paige, would you like to start us off? Whew, we're going – so we're going doing all the players we think are getting drafted. Did I hit that right? Uh, yes. At once? Um, yes, we'll do at once. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm just making sure. Um, whew, I think the, the easiest one I, we'll, we'll all probably get this one is going to be uh, Jalen Suggs. If he does ever show up on campus and there's a season, that's a story for another time. Um, I think he will be a top 10 pick. I'll go ahead and say right here, I'll say he gets picked eighth overall. Um, pretty high on the guy, tough guard. Um, and I don't think there's a ton of guards besides, I think Jalen Green's like a shooting guard, the guy that's going to the G League. So I think he'll be in hot, hot demand. He'll be a hot commodity. Um, after that, I think Ayayi is going to be the next off the board. I think he's going to be uh, mid to late first rounder, depending on the season, because he's still pretty young, even for a uh, he'll be a redshirt junior. I think he'll still only be 21, so kind of similar to Rui. Um, and I think he will be, I'll say, 25th. Man, do you think Ayayi is going to crack the first round? Yeah. I like it. I think if he puts it together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I um, said it, I don't think it's unrealistic. Oh, oh, I thought you said unrealistic. I thought you were just <laughs> shitting on J-Page. <laughs> unrealistic. <laughs> By the way, this is the my, I'm having the mindset that there is a season and the Zags at least make the final four. At least. Um, at least. Yeah, at least. So that's where this team is in my head to give everyone a picture. Um, moving on, I think Anton Watson will be the last pick of the first round. Whoa, hot take yep. Watson in the first. Yep. 
Sign me up. I am I am riding the Anton Watson hype train hype train all the way. Um, the dude can play, um, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I think I will go ahead and say Corey Kispert will be taken in the first ten picks of the second round. Sheesh. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think back. that's that's crazy because he's being projected like as high as forty five right now. So if he yeah. improves his defense a bit. I'm I'm reacting more to just how many names were tossed out, which which, well, it isn't crazy. I don't think it's just crazy to hear out loud. Right, we haven't mm-hmm. even got into Petrosev, who yeah, WCC Player of the Year last year. And this is the the hot take: Petrosev is going to go undrafted. Oh, but signed, but signed, but signed, but signed. He's going to have a hell of a summer league. Going to sign a two way. Um, am I missing anyone else? Um, the only possible ones would be Balo, perhaps Timmy if he has a hell of a year. Um, Cook? Cook would nah. have to have, like, an insanely good <laughs> season. So, probably, I think yeah. this is probably, that's all. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what, that's what I'm rolling with. I like it, man. Boy, that is crazy, though, looking at that talent listed out. Okay, Zane. Yeah. Follow so that I'm, magic. So I'm looking at my list right here, and I have eight possible Ooh. players that could get drafted. And we, we've already named them all. Petrusev, Kisper, Ayai, Suggs, Watson, Timmy, Ballo, and Cook. Cook, to me, is the biggest mystery. I don't really know. I don't really know what he's going to offer, but I could see him – I could see him being like a Jordan Matthews type guy. And I think his, his ceiling might be like a late second round, but that's an absolute ceiling. I would project him to go undrafted. Um, so I'll go, I'll go from bottom, bottom to top, okay. I guess is what I'm doing here. Ooh. Um, next, I think Ballo. Uh, I think there's potential for him to kind of just be a raw freak next year it's a raw dog yeah kind of kind of go the zach collins route where he doesn't really play as much as he probably should but nba scouts just until like the lead eight then we're like shut him down (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and and so i I still think uh i think ballo comes back for another year so i don't think he's drafted or signed i think he stays uh and we get him we get him one more next i think uh timmy I think he stays as well. Uh, I think he has a, a really good season, but I see him being more of a kiss or no, not kiss, but a Tilly in the long run, a very Tilly like player. And so here I think we have five guys with a real, real chance of being drafted. I'll go, wow. I'll go Corey Kisper. I think, I think Corey will be around the 45, 45 range, 45 to 50. We'll put that. We'll go with that. Um, I think Corey Kisper, if he can become a more consistent player this year, he will be very valuable to any NBA team uh, and could definitely produce in the G League. I, I For sure, I have all the confidence in him for that. NBA is going to be a different story. Um, but yeah, consistency is just the key for Corey Kisper, I think. Next, Anton Watson. The guy's athleticism is just through the roof. If he can stay healthy... I think he's an early second rounder. 
And so I'll go 35 through 40. You think he'd go if he was only going second round? Nah, probably not. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I think when you're it's around thirty, when you're around, yeah, it, when you're around thirty-five to forty, I could see health issues maybe making him fall just below the first round. And if I were him, I'd go in the second round. I don't know, especially with the health issues he had last year. Of course, that could just be a one-year thing. But next, these are my first rounders. I'm going to go Ayai. Ayai is going to be drafted 28th overall. I think Ayai is going to make the same exact leaps that he made this past season, and he's going to be our go-to scorer next year. I see Suggs just feeding Ayai. He's going to be draining his threes. He's going to be slashing to the hoop. I love Ayai. Uh, next, I'm going to have – I got to have my guy Petrusive. I think Petrusive's going to go – I think he's going to go top 25. Ooh, top 25. Yeah, I think Petrusive – so I'll go, I'll go 19. Let's just get in the top Ooh, 20. Ooh, 19. 19th, absolutely love Petrusive next year. I think he's going to finally become a man. Balls are going to drop. He's going to learn how to play <laughs> down low. He's going to dominate the WCC next year. And he's going to have true. some of the best guards spreading the floor a little more. The Suggs to – to Petrusive alley-oop is going to be off the charts. I, I, I think Petrusive is going to have himself a hell of a year. Uh, and last, I have Suggs. I think Suggs is, is going to be a lottery. Um, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go 11 for him. I don't think top 10. Uh, I think, I think uh, there's just too much depth on this team. I, so a real issue I have even as we're doing this is I think individually these guys could all have great years. There's just too much talent, and they're going to have to share the ball. And so oh, definitely. a guy like Timmy or, or I don't know, even like Watson could see his numbers plummet just because there's so much talent. I agree. Yeah, that, but that's the crazy thing about this year is how much potential we have. Right, right, right. But I do think I, I'm really high on Petrus this next year. I have a, I have a lot of uh, – I have big expectations for him. Okay, I like it. I, I guess I'll, I'll finish up. So I'll, I'll do similar to what Zane did. I'll start from the, the bottom up. So I think Cook is undrafted. I think he's, he's a classic, very good career European player. Like, he'll probably go play in Austria with, like, Jeremy Jones and Eric McClellan. We'll both just eventually have a Zag alumni team <laughs> over there. Um, They'll come back I, for the tournament. That's on ESPN. Exactly. Exactly. I think Timmy and Watson are both staying. I I agree with you. I think Watson will be the. I don't think. I I think Timmy. Um, they'll they'll still want like another year of development, and you know he doesn't really have the athleticism going. And then I think Watson will just want to have a year where he's like one of the guys. Because he's from Spokane, I think he wants to be, like, a starter before he leaves Gonzaga. I, I could see Watson, if he stays another year, or even if he stays through his senior year, I know senior year is a little tougher, but his junior year, I could see him being a top, like, a first-round draft pick. Oh, definitely. Like, like low 20s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then that gets me to uh, who I think is going to be drafted. So, I think – 
I think Petrosev, I don't think he'll have the opportunity to really work on his range. So I think he'll just, like, dominate again. But I think people is where he won't be able to do it against bigger guys in the NBA. So I think he's going about 42nd. This is harder when I'm writing. Sorry for the pauses, audience. <laughs> uh, following up with that, uh, I think I think Ayai actually stays in about the second round. Uh, but, like, fringe second first. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into the first. But I'm, I'm just worried about minutes being available. And, like, I feel like his efficiency will go up, but I'm worried his, his scoring might go down. So I'm mm-hmm. going Ayai... We'll put him at 34. Now this is where it gets interesting. I think Kispert makes a big enough leap this year defensively, just like how he did a leap last year to improve threes and then also really just be a leader. I think he jumps into the first round from all the hard work. I think he goes 27th. So much scrap. So much scrap. It's just – Kispert's thing is, when he is on, he is so on, and he's such a difference maker. Yeah, like, when he's off, he's so off. When we played Oregon, like, this year, like, he was – he had so many clutch threes in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's either then, the guy yeah, or he's a ghost. That is true. Yeah. He can definitely disappear from games. But I think he'll t- – he definitely did it less this year than, like, yeah. years before. Yeah. All right, this is where um, I think I disagree from you guys the most – I think Ballo is going to be like our six, seven man of the year, like um, like uh, Collins was. And I think people are just going to be like, holy shit, this kid has a seven, six wingspan. He's already super efficient. He's bodying people. He's decent at the free throw line. Let's take him now. I think he goes, I'm going to go like 25th. Because I think he just has too many intangibles to pass up. It's just going to be a talent grab. Yeah, I've, I've just heard so much that he's on the uh, like the Rui plan for three years. But I, I get what you're saying about the size. Like, you might not want to pass that up. Even like late second round. I don't right. know. First round he'd, he'd, have to, he'd have to go nuts this year. Yeah, well, if he does, because I think it all is dependent on how he does in the tournament. Yeah. Like, and how many minutes he gets in the tournament. Which, it's going to be hard to get minutes, but you know, like Injuries or something like that happens, or just like platoon. We could just go platoon. Platoon. <laughs> A platoon system like Kentucky that one year. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> just do hockey subs. Go, 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 go. <laughs> and then uh, what? That leaves me with Suggs. I think Suggs is going to have an insanely good year. I think he's going fifth. Um, overall, I think he's going to lead. I think we're going to be the best offense in the nation, um, and he's going to be a big part of it. I think he's going to have – there's so much – like so many big-time games to prove himself and to be in front of recruiters. And, like, it's hard to fail as the point guard in Gonzaga's system, I feel. Well, just look at these players. We're, we're naming eight potential guys that can get drafted. I mean – Exactly. He has an easy job. He has an easy job next yeah. year. And we didn't even mention the, like, four-star guards we have or, like, the four-star center from Russia <laughs> or the Lithuanian. Don't forget the Lithuanian. This It's it's insane. Martin? But, Martin? Martinez? Here's one for you guys. 
Here's a shot in the dark. I think, depending, I think I think the most realistic person to be like a Collins type, like off the bench and just oozing potential that he just leaves is Strother. Ooh, because he's 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 really young for his age, and the guy can just pour it in. He just yeah. gets straight buckets. I agree with you. I just think I don't know where he's going to go on the court because uh, like right now it's hard to believe he's get, he's going to get time over Timmy or Watson. And few few just doesn't play freshman that much. He's going to have some great poster dunks against uh, like UT Arlington or whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this guy, he's almost too good to not be on the court. Like he'll spell, he'll spell Kispert a lot, I think, because A, it saves Kispert's legs. Uh, and B, I just I think he's almost too good to keep off the court. Yeah. Anywho, that's just my. It, it's gonna be like, oh, guys, we're just playing St. Mary's. Let's just sit Kispert. We'll just have Strother, and it's not that big of a game. They're pretty easy this year. Yeah. This <laughs> I'm just looking at this board. This just has to be one of those years where when we played the WCC, it's not like this previous year where it seemed like every goddamn game was tied or we were down at halftime. This next year, we have to be up by like twenty at halftime to get these other guys some playing time. That's that's true. But just imagine, like, if you're a WCC coach, besides like BYU with all their transfers they got, like, just athletically, how do you match up with any of these people? Yeah, you not just, to mention just skill wise. Like, you can't. It's it's terrifying. And there's you you can't key in on anyone. We don't have like a superstar. Just everyone is like top 90% at their position. Yeah. Could you imagine how filthy this team would be in like NCAA basketball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Duke-controlled media would probably nerf us down, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, That's man. All. I mean, I think this was a great segment to do, guys, because it put me in a much better mood. Yeah, I'm just so excited for this team. I, I can't screw college football. Let's just skip right over, go to basketball. Right. I'm in. I'm in for that. Um, I think we can just keep this rolling right into our interview. Um, we have Mr. Corey Carvalho on the line. Corey, how are you doing right now? Boys, boys, how are we doing? Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Yes, absolutely. So I guess, Corey, we can just keep this little segment going until we, we start asking some some hard-hitting questions, but who, what Zags do you think are getting drafted and, and where, if you can put a spot on it? I honestly don't have any arguments across the board there. I mean, the Zags teams are pretty deep this next year. It might be the deepest team we've ever had. I'm personally going to bet second half, maybe the mortgage, but um, <laughs> on all these WCC games. Um, I think Suggs is a beast. All the freshmen are going to, depending on the minutes, um, love Suggs in the first uh, lottery pick there. Um, Joel, beast. Uh, the only question mark there is Anton Watson. I feel like the injuries might be uh, – NBA teams look a little a little tougher at the injuries than we might over here at Boys, Boys, Lots of Boys. <laughs> hey, we have, our, we have our medical examiner in the back. <laughs> we're not worried. When, when we're injured, we just quit. So, I mean – Season's over. Exactly. We're done. Exactly. A buyout. The buyout's always an option there. The for buyout. Exactly. <laughs> Your guy's cheap. 
Um, alrighty. All right, we'll keep it moving right along. I mean, I guess the the, the best first question would be, um, why don't you just update everyone on what's going on in your life right now? Um, I, for some reason, love life is a, is a hot topic on this podcast. Always oh, wow. comes up with our guests. So we'd love to uh, get, get an update into what dating's like into uh, the quarantine <laughs> life. And uh, yeah, give it to us. Incredible. Yeah, I mean... I've just been trying to embrace the quarantine life. Um, pretty basic when it comes to my activities the last couple months. I think if you looked up like what to do during quarantine on Google, you'd find exactly what I've been doing. Um, basically, got Robin Hood. We've been going on walks. Um, what else? You know, getting like in shape. Hood, like the investing app. Exactly. Typical. Nice. <laughs> it's a good time Typical. to buy. You buy low. Typical. Yeah. Golf. Golf. The Cabo Capital uh, train. Yeah, shout out Cabo Capital if you guys uh, need to follow on Twitter for some investment advice there. Uh, but um, <laughs> oh, man, we'll make a fun and we'll follow that investment advice. <laughs> but you will hear about it if it is not positive returns. Yes, you can take it up with me. Okay. Um, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, uh, starting my master's in uh, marriage and family therapy in September, that's a little big life decision. Um, that I've made during quarantine so excited for that um but yeah other than that just trying to make the best out of it hanging with my family back in the bay area right now and um uh getting back to seattle tomorrow so excited to see you boys so pivoting pivoting on that that marriage therapy master so (laughs) what recommendations would you give to uh you know a married couple or just the couple who's quarantined together you know they're they're spending a lot of time together um any (laughs) advice to you know keep things uh i don't know exciting i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean good question there jake um i think getting out of the house is huge um a lot of couples might stay in and and argue about the little things but going on little walks maybe um maybe some double date action with some uh, friends so you're not just hanging out with your uh, significant other you're you know hanging out with the boys as well so i think that's a good idea there I also have a, a uh, counseling relationship question here. Yes, um, absolutely. So sometimes I like to uh, play my video games, uh, specifically uh, Warzone. Um, <laughs> but Courtney likes to watch Grey's Anatomy. And Ooh. I don't like what she puts on and she don't like what I put on. What, mm. what do we do? That seems to be a common problem over quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Warzone comes first, and there's no <laughs> debate about it. And uh, sorry, Courtney, on that one. That's about it. Great. Oh, wait. I got a good one. I got a good one. And I won't name yes. names in this one. But say um, two boyfriends. Say Okay, this is, ha- this is two relationships. Let's say the two boyfriends yep. uh, had a little bit too much confidence in their skills in beer pong. And uh, lost quite a bit of money uh, mm. gambling with some some um, some we'll call them young studs in their prime. Um, and uh, we have to face that reality the, the following morning when we look at our Venmo statements and see that we lost quite a bit of money. Um, what would you give us as advice to uh, make amends with our significant others? Ph- phenomenal question there, Paige. I Thank can't relate to this one for some reason. 
<laughs> I feel like this one might hit close to home for you, Jay Page. Um, what? From what I've, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> losing money is tough in a relationship. I feel like the the wifeys do not appreciate that. Um, maybe take them to dinner, um, take them out somewhere nice, or win the money back betting on the Zags in 2020. Ooh, so I lose like. lose more money is what you're saying by taking them out to dinner. <laughs> you got to lose, lose money and win it back with the Zags. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. This is this is good though, cause cause what about like say I want to put money on the Zags? I don't know a lot of ladies that encourage that. I think the Zags are basically a lock. So pretty in much, bet, yeah. yeah. Zags are. I can't bet against the Zags, and um, not even gambling. I already know I'm gonna win. It's not exactly Zane. Right. Exactly. I mean, I do. I do the over. I do you know spread. <laughs> You get that parlay going, can't do. Tell her, babe, I can quadruple this money. Like it's that easy. Well, I love it. Gotta love it. Well, we appreciate the advice, um, and we obviously wish you all the uh, all the the best of luck on those endeavors. Um, so I guess moving forward, I mean, we all know you had quite the. Um, sports career at Gonzaga in regards to intramurals as well as uh, club sports. But why don't you fill us in a little bit on uh, your high school career and then, you know, kind of trans- transitioning into uh, the intramural king that you were. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate the sport there. Um, that seems like a pretty long time ago, but um, it wasn't even my sports career in high school. I would say that's the most, um, uh, I guess, significant when people um, think about my sports career, I did go to the high school of um, Barry Bonds, Tom Brady, Lynn Swan, um, the director of high school musical. So, I mean, <laughs> when you name those guys, you just, you just think goats. And so um, being from, you know, uh, all guys, little all guys high school in San Mateo, um, you got to appreciate the underdogs there. So um, did play some varsity basketball, claim to fame, maybe playing against, um, Aaron Gordon, nine out of ten. Um, other than that, I mean, intramurals got some. I think we'll total of four shirts there throughout my four years. So one every year, and we'll we'll take that straight to the bank. How many of those were were co-ed intramural? Oh, none. That's a big zero. Okay, okay, okay. Don't you yeah. like to play with yeah. girls? Yeah, you get some of those guys. Like, Texas. You get some of those guys that are like, yeah, I won seven shirts, and it was like, well, it was like co-ed, uh, or the inner two basketball, <laughs> exactly. pickleball, pickleball, freshman games. Corey's you know. a big inner two basketball guy. I saw him out there a couple of times. <laughs> huge, huge. He couldn't swim though. Hang on the on the nets, please. <laughs> Slam oh, jamming man. on girls. <laughs> He's called the oop, oop, oop it. <laughs> Just botting him in the post. I, I, have, right, a, right. I have a basketball question for Corey. Yeah. So, so a couple of people who have been on this podcast have labeled Kevin Ortiz as being sort of the, the baller of the BB lot. Um, what, and I think he did try out for club. I don't know if you were a part of the tryout or in the same one or not. But what, what was your experience playing with Kev? Is he really the baller of the BB lot? Let, let us know. What are, your, what are your thoughts? I mean, shout out Kev. He's just a guy, a glue guy. You need him on a team. 
I'm trying to think of a comparison in the NBA. Um, Giannis. Precisely, you know, like just length, girth, all that, all five seven of him, one twenty, soaking wet. Boogie um, <laughs> Just a bull. No, <laughs> no. Shout out, Kev. Though, yeah, great point guard, hard worker. Um, I think you need him on the team. I think he might be up there, tied with. Jay Page is underrated on the boys, boys, lots of toys. I feel like Jay Page brings a lot of girth, so maybe uh, that one. Jay Page recommended. You no respect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe the one-on-one between Kevin Jay Page will decide that one. People, I, I don't think that him. would be fair. People <laughs> that butt around. The one time Kev was matched up on me in, in an actual BB lot game, not not the uh, not the house game, but we played like pickup. I think I had the best pickup experience of my life. <laughs> Easy access to the lane, layups left and right. I'm, I'm, I love you, Kev. I'm just giving you shit. Weren't you matched up with me in that game, Paige? With the house game? Yeah, because that well, guys, sucked. I touched zone. the ball like three times. Zone. I was clamping you, and you guys yeah. played a freaking zone. Again, <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. We're not I think bitter. I was not. We're not bitter. I'll take one on that squad, too. People, yeah, I, people I, said if you guys would have just fed Gavney a couple more, I mean, maybe you guys would have come away with a dub there. Hey, That's I'm a fair a point. I put out my heart out on the line. <laughs> oh, do, uh, do you guys remember when Jake hit his leg on the bleachers and was, like, gushing blood? I still have a scar <laughs> in my leg. from. He didn't <laughs> hit his leg in the bleachers. He threw his whole body into the bleachers. <laughs> it's called contesting every play. <laughs> you cut down every ball. It's not my fault the guys in the kettle did not put away the bleachers properly. Right. Damn it, Daniel. Uh, intern Dan failing at his job again. Uh, but my bullet is on that court, I would like to say. So, <laughs> history. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's keep it moving. Um, and, you know, we're familiar with this, and I guess I'll just fill, it, fill in the audience, but you spent some time uh, in Seattle post-grad. And, you know, me and Zane – we're both obviously both from California, just like you, uh, different cities, but still California. Um, we want to get your take on the Mexican food in Seattle. If you have any spicy takes, any good spots, um, or if you were more in our boat, which we'll, we'll discuss after your answer. I honestly am a huge proponent of California Mexican food. Um, coming from the Bay Area, even down to San Diego visiting, I, I think there's just when I went to Seattle it's pretty trash. I'm, I, I, it's just not good Mexican food. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's a couple spots that can pass as like, maybe like a seven out of 10, but nothing, mm. uh, unless you guys have some recommendations, I, I'm not huge on the Mexican food scene in Seattle, maybe poquitos. I don't know. Well, I, I, for a mark. I feel comfortable talking about this subject given my Mexican heritage. <laughs> I, I just don't think my people made it this far north. I think that's <laughs> no. perhaps the biggest problem here. Um, I'm, I, I have said it since day one, and I was reminded again this week when my nana sent me a jar of her homemade salsa. Oh, it is just a million times better than this garbage pico de gallo you get in Seattle. They call that salsa here. They call pico de gallo <laughs> salsa, and it's just not. That being said, I, I found a couple of holes in the walls um tequila taqueria 
in uh, up here. I think it's in Green Lake and then uh, Gordito's in Green okay. Lake as well. And you know, trust me, you walk in the door and you see who's serving you and you know that's, that's some authentic Mexican food there. But again, that's, that's only like a 7 out of 10. It's only a yes. Is Gordino the like one their... with super big burritos? Yes, they call it the baby size. Burrito. Yeah, okay, that is that is good. Yeah, but even that, like a wet burrito, like that's a wet burrito. Yeah, that's some that's Seattle stuff. Like that's not California Mexican. Retweet, retweet. Yeah, I get your pain. You know, coming from like Alaska, like we had <laughs> Mexican food, probably the best in the world, is what I've heard. I'm not. I'm like not and I, like Alaska, I, then right below like Mexico, then right below like San Diego, you know. Um, but yeah, and I and I can make this joke because like Zane, I have a a Mexican heritage. Um, I'm not sure if a, if a Mexican person has ever stepped foot in Alaska. I can't I can't confirm. I can't deny that. Uh, let me introduce um, you to Victor Izagiri. Oh, my father. Has a Mexican man or woman ever settled in Alaska? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's way too cold for us up there. <laughs> anyways, anyways, moving on with the interview. And this is a hot question off the press. The people want to know, what does the C word mean to you, Corey? Oh, sheesh. That's the that's our Logan that's our Logan nights, that's a four a.m. C word. Only a few know about C word. I don't know I don't know if we can talk about it on boys. And boys. <laughs> we can talk about it. I'm very intrigued about, about it. it. We can talk about it. So back in the day, this is this is I think prime 2016. Tui boys, Zane's at the uh, at the Taj. Jake's at Safeway House. This is just to paint a picture. You know, we would always have our, our fun little pregames in Tui. Uh, go out wherever the night took us. Always a great time, and uh, you know we'd we'd often find ourselves in Safeway, and <laughs> this is you know <laughs> one two a.m. in the morning, and um, we're walking around, and you know we're 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 there for the most part, and um, <laughs> you, you, start, you start looking at you start looking at what what we could eat, we want a little snack, and uh, more more often than not, we'd get the uh, the cold chicken. Fried chicken. Oh wait! And we got it so we got it so many times that we couldn't even say the word chicken anymore. Oh! You wake up in the morning with heartburn. Oh, oh it was just, it's just laying oh. on the bed next to you. Exactly. Yeah. I have a vivid, vivid image of Chuck. It was. I think it was after the paint party you guys had at Safeway House. Oh God! Yeah. And just disgusting. All paint all over everybody, and then Caleb's in Chuck Farber's bed rolling around with the paint. Oh. And Chuck, Chuck's trying to get him out, slapping him and shit. And then we, we go back to two and just devour Seaward for, for <laughs> wake up next to Jay Page with a chicken wing by his head. Oh, man, it's a rough. It was a rough I just, sight. I just picture the end scene of Dodgeball where Ben Stiller's all fat eating a bucket of chicken. <laughs> Fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> um, mirror image. Yeah. Mirror image. That was- God. That was a lot of fun. That well, kind of. Was but... crazy. I have no idea how we didn't have to pay a fine. Like, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> and people wonder why we don't have the house anymore. Yeah, it's a half <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. 
Uh, people forget. People forget. Alrighty. Well, uh, we'll, we'll keep the scene rolling. Um, we do we do a special question for every guest we have. It's the classic marry, fuck, and kill question. Um, and we have it right here for you, Corey. I hope you've had a, maybe a little bit of preparation for it. But you have to decide if you'd rather marry, fuck, or kill these three options. Jimmy G, the Warriors, and in and out Wow. Those are... Those are amazing. Those are three well, pillars of his life. <laughs> I, I live. I live by those three things. Um, I would say, marry the the Warriors. Um, mm. They've just dynasty in the making right now. I think it could be a great marriage. Last a very long time. Once we get Giannis, twenty twenty one. Oh um, my god. <laughs> And then great, Giannis. Oh, 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 add Giannis. Oh, 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 oh. We're gonna come back to that after this. Add Giannis to my hateable. Add him to my hateable. <laughs> um, I'm. I think I'm going the one night stand with Jimmy G. Um, banging porn stars. Um, we gotta love that. So I'm killing In and Out. Surprisingly could be enough, his porn star. You're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and fair. I'm sticking to that's it. Fair. Killing In and Out. Well, Sorry. here's well, here's a, a quick follow-up because, you, like, you were in Seattle, kind of back to the food topic. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people from Seattle like to hype up Dick's Burgers yeah. here, and they and and some, not all, some have the audacity to compare it to In-N-Out. Oh, can you goodness. can you just touch on that real quick? It is just a ridiculous statement. You can't compare In-N-Out to Dick's. I feel like Dick's is a couple bucks. It, it's good for what it drunk drunk burger but come on that's like what what could you even say that's like comparing the the 96 bulls to the 2015 warriors you know <laughs> warriors are uh taking which is which is which is this <laughs> i was like wait is he just being super humble here <laughs> yeah that was being humble but yeah no in and outs by far it's not close that's uh, a terrible well, argument a, and i hate that argument <laughs> as a person who's not from either state I would say In-N-Out definitely is better, but they are both very overrated. Like, I'm just, I, I don't. That's fair. Like, I feel like In-N-Out almost has like a, it's just too much hype. Like, I, yeah, know, it's a fast good food. fast food burger. Like, I like it more than like any of like the chain burgers. I'd say mm -hmm. it's my favorite chain burger, but it's not like, oh, In-N-Out, yes. Yeah. Sauce. I'm, 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 I'm totally with you, Jake. I, I, couldn't agree more. Every time, like, people always went home to California, you'd always get the little Snapchat, oh, my first mm. In-N-Out. I, <laughs> I was never on that hype train. Like, my parents would try. Again, I was always like, no, take me to Mexican food. I want to go to grandma's house. I don't want to go to goddamn In-N-Out. I want to go to grandma's. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's there, a fair point. The difference to me is In-N-Out is an actual meal. Like, that you could have mm. In-N-Out and that would be dinner. You don't go to Dick's mm. for dinner. Absolutely not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Follow-up question yeah. for you, Corey, on the um, Warriors. Talking mm -hmm. about Giannis. Hypothetically, yeah. would you be willing to let go of both Draymond and Clay Thompson, as well as Shoot. draft picks, to get Giannis? Yes. I, I, I can't do it as a Warriors fan. Just, I want to. And that would be amazing. But Clay has done so much shooting, you know, tearing his ACL for the boys, shooting that free throw after. You can't, you can't disrespect a guy like that. And I, Warriors front office is too um, 
I think too attached to the splash bros to break those boys up, but um, great question. I think that's going to be, cause there were some articles saying that you can't get rid of, or you can't get Giannis without getting rid of clay. Um, but I mean, if you can do the, the lottery pick could be a possible number one pick Draymond Wiggins and 2021 draft picks. I think it's an argument, right? It could happen. So well, I think you'd have to give up at least three first round picks. As well as Wiggins. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I feel like that and would be fine. worth it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. If you have Steph throwing lobs to Giannis, it's it's game oh over. No I think Giannis, Giannis would be willing to, like, let it still be Steph's team, too. Yeah. That'd yeah. be way different than Kevin Durant, huh? Yeah. And I think Clay would really thrive in Milwaukee. Call me crazy. I think Clay was <laughs> born to play for the Bucks. <laughs> I don't know. You might have a I different thing on that. <laughs> yeah. Clay, you're leaving San Francisco, going to beautiful Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is crazy. I can't believe that's like actually a thought. Not I don't honestly, think Giannis will leave, though. Right? Depends. Yeah, I think it depends what happens this playoffs. I mean, what a, that would be – oh, God. Could you imagine him and – Steph on no. the same team. The, the Warriors would absolutely be a, by far Another the dynasty. best team in the league. They wouldn't be close, yeah. Absurd. Absurd. Durant would probably Alrighty. be like, can I come back now? <laughs> oh, last question, oh, last question. Is Draymond gone? He just won't pick on me anymore? <laughs> Corey, before, before 2010, which NBA team did you cheer for? Because we know it wasn't the You're a Kobe fan. Stop that. Stop that. I was I was Monte Ellis days of the Warriors, but I did love favorite player still Ray Allen on uh Seattle Supersonics. My favorite player to this day. Um but don't take away my my we believe years of the Warriors because they were trash. They were absolutely terrible. So. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up Ray Allen. Can 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 you touch a little bit on the uh the all conference teams that were posted? Last week, oh. I, know, I know you had something to say about those. I think Jay Page's team was dominant. It wasn't close. I don't think it was close. Did you did I, you know that it was based on college career and not NBA? I did see I did see that in fine print, very small fine print. Very but small fine print. If you just the look, same print if, as the rest. <laughs> if you look at Jay Page's team, you go from, um, I think the only uh, position that he was maybe weak at was point guard. But every other matchup, you're looking at the best shooter of all time, Ray Allen. Michael Jordan, the best player of all time. Ray Allen's not the best college shooter of all time. And Michael Jordan's not the best college player. I think they are. Uh, (laughs) Sir, sir, (laughs) sir. No, no, no. And then you look at Regardless, Shaq's dominating. It's it's game over. I think you can't. Jack's not dominating Kareem. This Christian is- Leitner dominated back in college. He Stop did. It. They went head to head, and Christian Stop Leitner beat it. him. Send me the highlights, bro. It's a thirty for thirty. <laughs> yeah, they were just hyping it up. They were just hyping it up, making Leitner seem cool. All propaganda. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, we. I think we when it, we and Zane talked about this quite a bit. And I think his argument is fair in in the actual overall college success. However, there's a reason my guys left early. It's because mm-hmm. they would absolutely wax the floor with their talent if they were to actually match up on a five-on-five game. 
That's think, my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I think your guys left early over there, Mr. Mr. John Wooden point guard. I think your guys left early because they were actually allowed it to leave early. Saying, I think you have yeah, to look Christian at the Twitter. Poll. could have been a one and done. Look at the Twitter. Poll. I think Lehner would have been a legit one and done if you were allowed oh. to. I mean, I what? think Kareem would have been a one and done. I think that's a pretty Dude, safe take. Lehner, that's fair. That's Lehner fair. Win, he went to every a Final Four every single year he was at Duke. What did the fans hey, decide bro. on? Boys, boys, lots of toys. I think it was 50% JPage. Our fans are a bunch of idiots. They drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have enough fans. I need a, I, I was hoping this hair stunt would get me more fans for these polls. Slim Shady. <laughs> Slim Shady, exactly. Yeah, check out the new <laughs> album. It's dropping soon. It's sick. Aaron Carter. Aaron oh, Carter. Yeah. No, I'm saying I kind of look like uh, like Ryan Lochte after a night of binge drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like when he got arrested in that Brazilian gas station. Yeah. I just got a side-by-side. Yeah. Electric. Electric. Did, you, right, like, did you like Jake's John Wooden at the point guard pick? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> all time. That was an all time pick. He could have picked any pick. That's garbage. It was a panic. No, I really didn't like that one. That was my least favorite, I think. Oh. Yeah. That's that rough. one was tough, Jake. That one was I still tough. Think I got, I got a. And Kareem can make up for it with Zion at the four and Clark I got a couple, on the bench. I got a couple texts from the, about that pick from, from some listeners. And they were just, they were cracking up. Yeah. I did too. A lot of people were saying that. Oh, did Jake actually think he was picking a coach at that time? <laughs> Perhaps. Who knows? We'll have to check the transcript. Jimmy V was supposed to be my point guard. <laughs> Jimmy V. People forget. All right. Well, I think I think that's about all the questions we uh, we had for you. Oh, I got one more. What is your mortal lock of the gambling season? Whenever it comes up. Oh. What is what is one bet you have right now that you're just like I can't wait to put this sucker in? Is it is this just for Gonzaga or? No, just anything. I'm going. This is a hot take. I'm going Gagey when he fights Khabib. I'm I'm throwing the house on Gagey. Guys, oh. 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 Gagey's, Gagey oh is my guy. Guys, a stud. <laughs> Guys, a stud. You heard it here first. Khabib is going to choke him out immediately. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're we're going to have to get you back on the pod after Khabib wins. But just for the we'll reaction. See. You heard it here first. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, hey, Corey, thanks so much for hopping on the pod today. Um, do you have any final remarks after that? No, I appreciate it, boys. Uh, keep it going. Love the pod. Um, keep the listeners entertained during this weird time. Keep it going. Keep it rolling. I love it. Keep All it right. rolling, baby. Thanks so Thanks, much, Corey. Corey. All right, boys. And that interview was brought to you by Spumoni. Spumoni oh, ice cream. I think we have a new official marriage counselor now, like relationship guru, like for the pod. Whenever we have any segments, you know, needing a professional advice, I think Corey's our guy. I think he is too. I think he is too. Yeah, he he pretty much took my side on every single uh, sort of dispute I presented him. So I he's my go-to. <laughs> that's that's the best uh, therapist you can have. <laughs> yes, and just to bury the hatchet on my question because it might seem vague to the audience. Yes, 
Zane and I did lose too much money on Saturday. Um, we were a little confident in our uh, beer pong <laughs> skills, but how, how we'll much learn our lesson. did you guys lose? Uh, too much. Uh, we don't have to go into it. Oh boy, too oh, boy. much. We Enough were... that was. <laughs> I just, I just love the fact because I had to leave early because I had to drive back to Federal Way, and Zane had already. I was betting on people playing Zane, and I lost fifteen dollars. So I hope that just gave Zane a lot of confidence. Well, I was. I mean, Jake, you saw me. You I were was fired. You were you were shooting hot. I was hot, and then Paige just kept on feeding me Paige's magic potion, and Ugh. I kept on consuming the magic potion. And then we decided that we were just the best players in the world, and I don't know what was going through our heads. But I think I think I was like, it's only a matter of time until we turn it around. <laughs> and, uh, we never did. That was the problem. We kept never, on doubling yeah. or nothing. Oh, that was it. Man. That was it. That was uh, it. Uh, these these 18, 19-year-olds is taking you guys to church. <laughs> you hate to see it. All right, let's let's yeah. keep it moving, guys. Um, what do we got? We got the uh, our closing announcements. Oh yeah, big. Uh, you know the two K thirty for thirty is back in full swing ever since the um, the boy toying up ended and. Um, Zane and I, what I, I won two games this week. Zane won one. We've had some, we've had some pretty like wild games this week. It's kind of been all over the place. I'd say today, it, 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 there were high points for me this week. Today was perhaps the lowest of oh. lows. Oh um, man, I I think I mean I'm feeling confident now that I'm going to take this series. I'm just going to use two games as an example. One game, I'm the Bucks. Zane's the Sixers. Zane is up by 16 points going into the fourth quarter. A lesser team might have thrown in the towel, coasted it out, maybe even rage quit, but not me. I scored 24 points in the fourth, force overtime. We did lose, but it showed a lot of grit. Did lose by like 10 in overtime. Reminder. Lost, I lost by like five. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I hit the free throws at the end too. It was... It was maybe eight. It was not close enough. Regardless, fast forward to today, we're playing the same matchup. Zane's, you know, dropping the ball a bit. There's a little butterfingers going on. <laughs> You'll think he'll get out of it. Second quarter goes, more of the same. Third quarter comes around every single possession. Al Horford's just throwing the ball out of bounds. Ben Simmons can't shoot anything. Zane rage quits. Midway through the third. I'll just no tell, I'll, I'll be upfront no with, with our audience here. The fucking 76ers are going to be the death of me because this team, one day, one quarter, they're a different team every quarter that you play with them. The first quarter, they'll put up 20 points easy every single time I play with them in the first quarter. Second quarter, they'll do the same thing. But for some goddamn reason, they'll one quarter a game, no one can do anything with the ball the offense just stops moving everyone stands still and, and then also i to the the rage quit game hand up i 100 percent rage quit I, my team could not hold the ball every time a player caught the ball they just dropped it they in, in this this game you knew it was going to happen this happens in 2k jake's gone through the same thing uh where like you just are destined to lose from the beginning when I got called on a defensive three-second violation on the first possession that Jake had the ball, and I was guarding the ball at the three-point line, 
I should have known. I should have quit right then. Sometimes the 2K gods just hate you, but you know, um, I, I, it, the series is at 18 to 15 right now. Um, so Jake's, Jake's beginning to sneak away. Just two wins left, and my current Bucks are retired. And then I'll only need three wins with the Celtics, and then it's just old school Bucks. Just Kareem and Giannis taking it to you. So, yeah, and and I'll, and I'll tell you, the the panic button has been pushed on this team. We're halfway Uh-oh. there. I, the the only team at this point that I'm confident every single time they touch the court, it's the all time Sixers. Other than that, it's just like, ugh, I don't know. Uh, no, you hate to see it. Um, that being said, everyone, get your uh, get your videos in, um, your talent show videos. Um, you you will rent, win, jeez Louise, you'll win a free round of golf with the boys and a thirty rack of your choice. Yeah, I do think Izzy um, Izzy is actually currently uh, in first place with her. Oh wow! Her hair her hair dyeing skills that uh, Jake is showing off these days. What that a talent. T- that TikTok video, she's just like sitting in the corner just like laughing at herself. I'm like, what? She's like, <laughs> what are you watching? And she just shows it to me. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime she's irritated at me now, like Zane, I think she's like, shut up, Aaron Carter. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to – we'll retweet that uh, that video if we can to the, to the, yeah. BB, to the BB Lot Twitter. Good one. Um, alrighty. Well, I think we have one last announcement. Uh, Jake, do you want to take this one away? Um, well, I think I'll, I'll pass this to Zane. I'll, I'll go ahead and take this one. So, <laughs> so uh, as, as few of you may know, but many of you should know, today is a very special day. It is Daniel and Serpy's birthday. So I'd like to give a special happy birthday to Daniel and Serpy. Uh, I actually texted him a little while ago telling him happy birthday and he replied saying thanks the best present you could give me would be to give me the internship back and i said oh how sweet dan and so in honor of dan's birthday we're announcing that we will not be giving dan the internship back and instead we will be holding uh internship interviews over the next couple of podcasts uh, one that's right. One segment uh, in the next three podcasts will be an in- interview segment in which we will um, interview some potential candidates. So far, the front runners are looking like Daniel and Serpy, Christopher Zamblin, and Cooper Hoon. Each bring their uh, their own unique sort of jazz to the podcast. Do uh, do either of you two have uh, anyone that you see as a front runner right now? Um, I don't know for front runners. I mean, like maybe you got to go Chris Zamblin because even with like a dysfunctional bike, he kept up with the biking that shows commitment. Um, and I do think Zane, you gave Dan an even better present than what he asked for. It's kind of like a teach a man to fish scenario. We, yep. we need to make him, we just gave him this internship. I don't think he realized how valuable this internship was when we he handed did. it to him. He did. We like, you know, handed this 16 year old, the keys to the Porsche, right? And he just totaled it. And he just tossed the keys off the cliff and said, fuck it, not my problem. <laughs> now now we're making him earn up money for like his beat down sedan. And I, I hope Dan can prove himself, but I'd say Chris Zamlin right now is the front runner. Yeah, I, I, I think they're all pretty, uh, pretty 
special in their own way uh, candidates. But I'm actually going to go with uh, Cooper Hewn as the favorite. Uh, I think he offers a lot to us in regards to questions, which can sometimes uh, you know be a little bit harder than we thought. Even some segment ideas. He threw Jake's lovely uh, uh, what is it called? Bleached hair curveball to the boy toy up. That was a Cooper Hewn original. Cooper's going to have to uh, do a lot to win my vote. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And hey, I, I have faith. And that's why he's my favorite, that he will prove it. Yep, yep. All, all very good points. I would actually perhaps throw in this little, uh, call it a statistic, if you will. I actually think that Cooper and Zambi have done a lot more for this podcast than perhaps Dan. I think Dan had a fabulous, fabulous interview, but uh, other than that, I don't know that Dan has, you know, made suggestions. He's, he's thrown in a couple questions here for some guests, but Cooper basically developed his own segment. He came up with the punishment for the boy Tona, which made us actually do the boy Tona. Zamblin <laughs> participated in the boy Tona. So I, I, I think Dan, this is a uh, this is nut up or shut up time for Dan. Yeah, I'm not really seeing where he. Uh, I don't think he's even. I don't know if he even listens to this podcast. I'll be honest, I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, Dan, we'll find Dan, out Dan, after to this. Prove you listen to the podcast. Text yep. Zane. Um, orange. You got to text Zane Orange. Just the word Orange. <laughs> Just to show that you've listened to the end of this podcast. That's or, a big test. Or just tweet at the at, tweet at Lots Toys, the word orange. Yeah, that's better. So then the public Wait. can see. We want to uh, keep so it above board. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Final, final verdict. Tweet orange to at Lots Toys. But if, if Zambi or Cooper tweets it at us first, I think it's an automatic uh, expulsion. This is the first test. This is the first test for the interns. Well, I don't know. Should we say first? We, we should have them ranked. The first one to the text or tweet orange gets, you know, five points. We, we got to start making a point system. <laughs> Second gets three. And first or last, you're, just, you're fucking fired. Or zero points. God. God. Don't even get an interview anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I'm in. Alrighty, boys. Well, it's been a fun episode. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Um, but that being said, any final remarks? Um, no, just yeah. Felt like a great episode, and now I'm even more excited than than before somehow for the Zag season. Yep, right there with you, Jake. This episode got me pretty fired up for the Zags. It also uh, did the opposite as far as my feelings go towards Seattle Mexican food. Once again, I'm reminded that. I won't be having good Mexican food for a while. So where, where oh, there are ups, there are downs. That's fair. Alrighty. Well, everyone have a, have a great week. Uh, we might have an emergency podcast uh, if uh, Mr. Nemar can commit to Gonzaga. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Fingers crossed. And uh, have a great week. Toodle